Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Teen Girl Talk. Teen Girl Talk. I'm Susie Coda. I'm Franklin Coda. Fuck, this is so loud. Um, this <laughs> week, we are doing two movies. They are both duds. We struggled <laughs> with both of them. Except... <laughs> the mind is willing, the flesh is weak. <laughs> Except one of them had, like, a gooey caramel center in it. I'm... Oh, okay. So, just to give you a context. We watched Beautiful Creatures, a Frank pick... And Kissing Booth, which was a pick made in the AMC Theater lobby by me googling teen movies. <laughs> and it being one of the only ones we have not covered in a top ten list. One of the only ones we have not covered on this show already. So just know you're getting like a full a full body experience with your teen girl talk. And this movie was trash. It was so bad. Also, Netflix algorithm, we have beef now. You said it was a 98% match for me. How fucking dare you? Well, considering the, considering this is on equal par with one of the horse movies we watched, like which one? I swear to God, I think I blacked out that part of my <laughs> life where I'm like, I remember talking about horses, equine pursuits at some point. Because like we've seen some movies where I'm like, did space like where we said like have space aliens made this movie? This feels like a space alien movie. Okay, so the creepier. Okay, so first. Let's talk about Kissing Booth. Um, wow. Wow, movie. You were clearly written by people in your 50s. <laughs> Having teens say this dialogue was unnerving? The the main hunk is, like, borderline abusive the entire time. And they Not try like- to... There are points where they try to roll it back, where... Um, okay, so our main character is uh, Big Eyes. L. L and she is that the Gilmore Girls girl? That's no. not Rory. She looks like a bizarro Rory. Where I kept being like, "Are you that girl?" Um, so we get this big monologue. I was just trying to think of the name for it because I feel like it happens in rom coms pretty commonly, where you're going step by step of someone's like growing up process. Like when I was, and I hate this stuff that's like our parents were friends. From when we were born, like basically from the jump, and that's why we're such good friends. I'm like, 
I just, it's, it's so hackneyed at this point. It's so overused. So, L and, um, I don't know the, what is the Lee. one? Lee. Oh my god. Their names are basically the same. I'm talking fucking Lee. I had a friend named Lee. He cast a spell, spell on me. I really wish we had just listened to that song on loop. In fact, I'm going to request that we open with that song. Or close. Oh my god. So I looked up Joey King's uh, filmography. Susie and I saw the movie The Oz the Great and Powerful. When? Uh, a lot when it came out like we saw it in theaters it's that james franco as oz Mm. do you remember zach braff as a monkey that you hated i do i do remember that she was the china girl Mm. anyway it had mila kunis in it it was fucking awesome Kind of like the spy who dumped me. She was Ramona. Well, I mean, Mila Kunis was awesome in it. The Conjuring. Maybe I've seen her in The Conjuring. She was in White House Down and Wish Upon. I sort of remember her from Wish Upon. But she's also like only 28 at this point. She was in Crazy Stupid Love, which I did not like. She was in The Dark Knight Rises as the young Talia Al Ghul. Good for her. Anyway. I feel like we're, we're getting shades of... um. Like, crossover. Yeah. But, so... This... So she was protected by Bane. Oh. When you're fragile, you will... <laughs> I do not like this Noah boy. <laughs> he is far too controlling and violent. Yeah. I'm violent with a purpose. I don't just randomly kill people. I kill bad people. I kill the 1%. <laughs> I hate this. Um, so... That's what Bane does. <laughs> I know. It, everything's so loud. I'm very um, sensitive today. I'm sorry. Um, it's okay. Um, it's better because I turned down my uh, microphone. So, she is talking about her friendship with Lee. DDRing, uh, like, factors very heavily into their friendship, but it's not called DDR. It's called Dance Dance Mania. Yeah, because, you know, you can't... I don't think Dance Dance Revolution exists anymore. Outside oh. of Japan. Gotcha. So, they have rules for their friendship, which you always know a solid friendship comes with a set of <laughs> guidelines. And, um... So then... Oh, gosh. There's just there's so very much. She, she... In 2016, King was cast as the daughter of the character of Courtney Love... In the coming-of-age drama, The Possibility of Fireflies. I bet you that never came out. You should check. So if the, it is, we're doing it. Um, the number nine rule. So there's a big running theme about ice cream. Like, you can't stay mad if someone apologizes to you with ice cream. What if someone develops a lactose intolerance? What a... Go-gurt. Uh, ew. Frank, <laughs> so many things on that. <laughs> Yogurt, still lactose. Um, so, apparently she's fallen in love with his brother, Noah, who goes by Flynn, Breaking Bad-like Flynn. <laughs> um, I prefer the Walter Walt Jr. Flynn to this guy. I was like, do they exist in the same universe? Is this a thing where it's just cool to go by Flynn instead of your actual name? Oh no, Flynn's their last name, right? So, uh, they live in this, like, crazy rich house. I cannot figure out if they have a dad or not. They do. He just doesn't talk much. He is, like, a super Lifetime movie-ass dad where, like, I was consistently questioning his existence. Molly Ringwald plays their mom. And, uh, 
So she, there's like a big to-do made about Elle developing breasts, but she kind of looks the same in the like 14-year-old flashback. So I was like, okay, movie, I'll, I'll follow you down this rabbit hole, but... Uh, the Possibility of Fireflies, an edgy rock and roll coming-of-age story st- following a precocious team of dreams of becoming a writer who must navigate life of a chaotic, self-destructive mother, a volatile metalhead sister, and is falling in love with an older boy. Oh, okay. It's out? I don't know. I think it's, it's on Prime Video. Awesome. Okay, so guess what? Next week we're doing Possibility of Fireflies. <laughs> you know, we do a lot of pre-pro on this show. We really think about our choices. <laughs> So, as indicated by this horrible movie, Kissing Booth. So, apparently, if you play Dance Dance Mania, that means that you are the heads of the dance club, which seems confusing because you would assume that it is headed up by people who, you know, choreograph dance moves. But no. No, it's not. And, um... So... Uh, this I'm like exhausted even thinking about this movie. <laughs> it was it was a fucking pain to get through. It was a chore. Like I, so it's funny because I got here. Frank thought I was gonna be here an hour later. He's like halfway through the film. And I, I had was 30 like, minutes old. I had timed it correctly. Yeah, I was like, um, so I missed the chunk you're watching now because I wandered off and took a shower and then came back and then fell asleep <laughs> during the end while I was watching it <laughs> taking a nap. I don't know. All I, I've looked up how it ends, like... It's real dumb how it ends. We'll get there. So, <laughs> um, she has a crush on Noah. She rips her school pants, which are heinous looking, so there's no loss. They are horrible. And has to put on a skirt from ninth grade. She's a junior, right? Yeah. And the um, skirt from ninth grade literally has her ass cheeks hanging out, which is fine if you're not going to school. Yes. And so her dad's like, wow, that skirt's real short. And she's like, it's fine. And he's what, like, I'll drop your pants off, which he never does. What happened to your backups? Uh, they're they're in the, the wash. What happened to your backup backups? Like, this is my backup backups. And it's like, you can't count it as a backup if your ass cheeks are hanging out. This is not like, like, movie. You're it's not, basically like a cover bund. It's like not even a skirt. Movie, you're not being charming. Just because you keep saying backup, backup, backups, I'm not being charmed by you. I was, at this point, I had texted Frank. We're 15 minutes into the film at this point. I was like, this movie is garbage. If you were a guy hitting on me at the bar, I w- or like we were on a bad date, I would initiate the play in The Girl's Guide to Girly Emergencies. Oh my god. Which is, you have a friend show up and just start hammering down shots. And you're like, my friend just got super drunk here. I need to take her My off. friend showed up on our date and then got intoxicated. Woo! Like, sorry, <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> so, a very expensive escape plan. But I'm willing to do it for you, movie. I'm willing to use it to escape. And destroying, really detrimental to the friend's health. So... That's you need the- to go out with better boys. I can't keep doing this. <laughs> so this is um, sort of the point we're at with this movie. <laughs> so, and again, may I remind you, we are fifteen minutes in. So we can really we're in fifteen minutes. The movie's only like a hundred minutes long. I think this is like ten. Oh my god! So 
someone comes up, a jock comes up and slaps her behind. Lee turns around and is like, hey, like, basically, what the fuck? And Elle's like, Lee, don't worry about it. I can take care of this. What her taking care of it looks like, we never see. Because Noah, Lee's hot-headed brother, who seems to be a million feet, like, feet tall, um, and has, like, the look of, like, he's, like, very close to looking like a popular actor, but just is, like, sort of that, like, store brand version. Where you're like, I feel like I should have seen you before, but I know, intrinsically, I know I haven't. So he punches the jock. They get into a tussle. Elle gets in trouble for breaking dress, dress code. code, which I think more I would be like, we're going to have you go to the guidance counselor because you're basically bare-assing all the seats in the school and you're <laughs> going to pick up some kind of communicable disease. Are you having trouble at home? <laughs> because at one point she sits like in the car or whatever and all I could think of was like, oh my god, basically your asshole is just on the seat. It's so gross. God damn it. <laughs> and Lee drives a cool, like, convertible. This movie is operating on the beliefs of what was cool in, like, 1955. If, that's what it feels like. It feels like we want, it feels like... Wait, did anyone even have a cell phone? Yeah, they had cell phones. Did Cause, anyone? Because there's this whole thing where Lee's like, oh, I'm gonna, like... I'm going to pick up your phone and look at who texted you. It's like, when do you have a lock on your phone? It's like, uh, when I believe in common privacy, Lee. Lee. Um, so, a whole bunch of boring stuff happens. Like, they have a party. Well, like, There's but, a soccer game. But the, like, Noah rides a motorcycle. This, Fonzie this, vibes. This movie is so confounding. Because, like, they're like, we want L. Like, it's just like... We want Elle to be independent. She plays soccer, and she has, like, a lot of chutzpah. Like, they figure out that they want to do a kissing booth, and this kissing booth is, like, going to go down in the history of, like, the best thing to ever happen to the school fair. When, like, but, like, Elle, the, the, the jock that slept, that, the jock that assaulted Elle, like... He grabbed her without her permission. That's assault. Like her bare ass. I cannot. I cannot <laughs> stress it enough. She was not wearing full coverage panties. Like, like he's just like, what do I have to go do? Like, oh, I'm sorry. In a note. Like, and, writes her a sharpie ass Jordan Catalano style note. Is like, sorry. And she's like, whatever. And he's like, what do I have to do to date? No, she's you? into it. She's into him for some reason. I, okay, I'm going... He has a man bun! <laughs> I think Elle was concussed. I think, okay, so you know when, so the movie opens up and Elle's like, look at Lee's sick-ass house. And so we see this house, it's like tacky as fuck, and has a pool, and Lee jumps from like the second story into the pool. Lee would have become paralyzed. <laughs> the pool is not deep enough. So I think... In all actuality, this is a fever dream, and she's been concussed. I think Lee hit her and also snapped her neck. And what we're seeing is the fever dream of her being in a coma. I do not care for this dark reality you've created. <laughs> but Frank, did you not think when Lee jumped off of the second story, you're like, that boy's going to die. No, I'm just... Like, <laughs> I, I was like, Frank, it's like all, cards on the table, Lee's probably dead, right? No, because like... <laughs> His limp body hit out. It's, tw it's 20 feet, Susie. That's at most 12 points of damage in D&D. Okay. But like, you live in he, your truth, I'll live in he's mine. He's jumping in, like, if he dove, I get, if he dove into the shallow end, yeah, I'd say dead. But, like, he jumps, like, into the deep end. I think he's fine. 
But like, why do you think? Oh, high dives. Okay, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> forgot about the existence of high dives after talking about swim fan for a calendar year. I forgot about the just <laughs> the existence of high dives. How fucking sick would it have been if like um Madison Bell emerged from a bush, <laughs> Homer Simpson style in Halloween, whatever. Jo- no, if Josh, that was his name, right? No, Josh was the friend that she uses against. Dum dum to make him jealous. Ben. If, <laughs> oh my god, I cannot. And ben, ben was trying to get Amy away from Madison and he like climbed onto like the high dive. She's like, What are you doing? Why are we up here? He's like, oh, oh no, I panicked. And then Madison Bell just runs and spears him off the high dive. Oh my god. So could happen. <laughs> but like like she's like like making eyes at this jock who assaulted her, and then she's—he's like, "What do I have to do to get your number?" She, she writes something down, hands it to him, and guess what? You, she, he has to wear the skirt that she was wearing, and his. In what reality? This woman is like literally a hundred pounds and five foot, is a six foot five like Neanderthal wearing her tiny skirt. And it's just like, oh. And his ass cheeks weren't hanging out. In in the words of, like. In, it was like this is like some sisterhood of the magical traveling pants bullshit. In the words of, like, it's like, here, embarrass yourself by wearing women's clothes. In the words of Iggy Pop, I don't find anything embarrassing about women's clothes because there's nothing embarrassing about being a woman. Exactly. Thank you, Iggy Pop. Fuck this movie. This movie was just, like, I feel like this movie. And everyone kept taking pictures and yelling, yearbook. And I was like. These are gonna go into the yearbook, you dumb, dumb because, idiots. Like, this movie is just like, hey, here's an excuse for Elle to get her top off. Where? Let's talk about that party scene. <laughs> Elle shows up at a party at the the, the Brothers Grimm. Those brothers <laughs> are the worst. And so, again, I'm sure it got lost in the weeds somewhere. I just need to remind you, the listener. Noah and Lee are brothers. They look kind of alike. They have a party. I We see Elle go through an outfit montage. She settles on a completely acceptable um, dress, which under, she's wearing, like, pretty sexy, like, black lace underwear, which we see later because... A trio of girls that she re- refers to as the OMG girls. Super empowering, right? Um, it's like because Regina George, but they took the teeth out of it. Olivia, Mia, and Gwyneth. That's why they're the OMG girls, but they're also just like, oh, Yeah, they're portrayed. Yeah, they're like, call me bitch. I was like, this is, this rickety dialogue is like really <laughs> just making me so agitated. I still think we should do LOL. That Molly Cyrus movie, because of- I also want to do the EXO one, the one that's like basically like we are your friends. Only Netflix made it. Um, because that that one has a like that one has something that you just hammer home like a fifty year old man wrote this because <laughs> she's like my name's Lola, but everybody calls me LOL. Oh my god, I fucking hate everything. <laughs> <laughs> Burn it to the ground, <laughs> salt the earth. Um, so. This party happens. Why does she even start drinking? Just out of peer pressure? Um, the girls want to celebrate the fact that she lies to the OMG girls, tells them she got Noah for the kissing boot, because everybody wants to kiss Noah. It doesn't seem that hard to kiss Noah. Yeah, Noah is in the process of making out with a girl with a heinous eyebrow ring. It looks like multiple rings, and she's like... 
uh, really snotty to Elle. And Noah is like, oh, uh, she's kind of important to my family, so she's important to me. And She's kind of important to my family. Yes. I cannot think of anything more distancing than that. Yes. Oh, here's the other part. When they got pulled into the principal's office, he literally says, well, dressed like that, you were asking for it. And when they try to roll it back, it is so ineffective because he's like, oh, you know, I just played out this dialogue in my head and it seems kind of shitty. You think, Noah, but that was at the front of your head that she was asking for it? Noah, welcome to the bottom of the boy. Like, welcome to the bottom of the boyfriend barrel. Enjoy spending some time with Ben, that asshole from You Got Me. Yeah, eat a dick, Noah. So, <laughs> um, she gets like completely wasted. Is like, let's go skinny dip- dipping. Takes her dress off, collapses from alcohol poisoning. I think because <laughs> she's like clearly blacked out. Like, it's so weird to me that this is all played for laughs because. She blacks out. Noah carries her out. Cut, cut to black. We literally... She, she wakes up the next morning in Noah's jersey, which means that Noah dressed her and put her to bed, which definitely gives me the ickies. And he comes in, like, in his boxers and is like, oh, hey. Just, no, he's not in a towel. Oh, my God. He's in a towel. But they roll around on the floor. Yeah. Ugh. So she's like, oh my god, you saw me in my panties. And like, I mean, here's where Noah actually took the high road. Because I'd be like, oh, everyone did. And they yelled your book and took a picture of you. <laughs> but, because like at this point I'm like done with Elle. I'm kind of like done with her false modesty. It bores me. Because I'm like, Elle, just own it. Like, I don't, I can't, I'm getting like sort of whiplash from when you decide you want to be... Which is her prerogative. If she wants to be, like, sensual sometimes and other times, fine. It doesn't mean it's not boring, though. Yeah. Like... And Elle is boring. I promise. Like, they did not give her... Her main character trait is that she's in love with one dude and friends with another. There are none of the conversations that happen in this movie past the Bechtel test. Like, none. What are her dreams? What are her aspirations? What does she want to do? Her mom died. Oh, yeah. That was super glossed over. Like, it took her mom, like, six years to die in the beginning montage. Never talked about. They kind of lazily interject Molly Ringwald, who's so much better than this movie, into, <laughs> like, a scene where she's like, hey, let's talk about it. And I was like, I'm so sorry for what I did to Lee. You made an adult choice to be in love with someone, but you're sorry about what you did to Lee. Right. L, these boys don't get to decide, like... Oh, yeah, so that's that's the whole crux of the film. She falls in love with Noah, reasons unknown, question mark, question mark, why, and... He's, he is just, like, like he is made of red flags. Like, he's insufferable. He's like, love riding my motorcycle. Like, it, his family distrusts him to the point where he's working on his motorcycle... Elle reaches to the top of a shelf to get a tool and falls and bruises and cuts one one of her cheeks, her right side cheek on her face. And Lee walks in on Noah, like, kind of, like, cleaning and uh, bandaging the cut and immediately assumes that um, Noah has hit her. And Noah is immediately furious 
and goes to hit Lee. And I'm like, oh, I wonder where he got the idea that you might have <laughs> lost your temper and hit her. I, I'm known for fighting just at the, the drop of a hat. Like, you know, with a reason. I was sent to therapist. That that whole thing's never followed up on. What at one at one point. <laughs> At one point, like, this guy, like, the one, they, but they keep trying to run it back, which makes it even worse, because, like, at the, they go, there's a beach party, and this guy's like, come on with me into the hot tub, come on, come on, don't make big, and she's like, no, like, and, hey, that asshole should respect the no, too, and then Noah comes out of nowhere, he's like, she said no! Like, Noah absolutely has abusive territorial boyfriend vibes all over him. And we didn't even mention the fact that, like, once she gets... She gets a date with the assaulting jock. The one in the skirt. He, like, he uh, stands her up. And then, like, so Lee and, like... Lee and Elle are at the, um... They're playing DDR, and it's like, is my butt bad? Is that why he didn't show up? And it's like, woo! Don't Can't wanna... roll my eyes hard enough. If we had a full episode to unpack that, I'd unpack it, but I don't want to fucking bother. That's awful also. He's like, yeah, uh, Noah tells everybody not to ask you out. What the fuck? Frank, that was way too loud. That hurt. You're going, look at that. You're going to have to cut that out. I'll lower it. I'm sorry. I just, like, that is mind-bogglingly awful. Yeah. How are we doing time? Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, they are like one dead dog away from Mark Wahlberg in fear. <laughs> like, <laughs> if Noah tries to finger-bang you on a roller coaster, <laughs> you're in fear. You've actually entered the movie fear. The kissing booth is also just assault central, because like... Oh, that's the part I wandered out on. So please tell us about the kissing booth. The kissing booth is the kisser is blindfolded. There's both a man and a woman. Okay. So that's awful. And like, you know, so guys are just grabbing the girls and just kissing them super hard. For... And then like, Noah like kisses her and then they're like, then they leave the, the well, um, Lee kisses another girl and goes off of her. Whatever. Wait, so at this point, is no one manning the kissing booth? The, the kissing booth's close. At that point, like, <laughs> L, L and Noah go off. Uh, Noah takes her to, like, a botanical garden or something. Okay. And... Oh, uh, I, this is where I walked back in where he, she's like, oh, you're real slick, a ladies' man. He's like... She's like, how many girls have you brought up here? And he's like, no one before you. And I'm like... Again, this is so trite. Well, wait, is that the Hollywood sign or the Botanical Garden? Oh, wait, there's two moments where this happens? Yeah, where he takes her to the Botanical Garden. Oh, is it? The Hollywood sign is where he tells... No. He doesn't tell her he got into Harvard. No. What happens is... (sighs) This movie. Okay, the Botanical Garden is like, they're making out or whatever, and the security guard who know... They know each other by first name. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. And he's just like, I told you to stop bringing girls around here. He's like, thanks, Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) That was kind of funny. She's just like, you liar. Like... Yeah. Ladies, man, whatever. And then he's like, no, I actually like you. You know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I'm a garbage person. (laughs) And then, like... Um, they go to the Hollywood sign, which, hey, kissing <laughs> booth, did you do any, like, location scouting? 
because the Hollywood sign is disgusting. It's falling <laughs> apart and there's garbage everywhere. I'm sure there were at least three homeless people hanging out nearby. <laughs> and that's where Elle loses her virginity to Noah. Ew! Why? <laughs> because this movie is garbage. Fair enough. So, we've hit the head... Oh, fuck, we still have, like, four minutes to hit the halfway mark. Well, you need to cut that out, because that just makes it seem like you're like... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Egg. Um, but yeah, like, so uh, they start dating secretly. Like, there's a fun, there's a supposed to be fun montage where they're dating. I hate everything. <laughs> Um, one of that is Elle buying condoms and Molly Wall walks in <laughs> oh, and she like quickly hides the condoms. I know. God forbid someone's having safe sex. <laughs> My ring walks not just like, hey, good job. She's <laughs> like, nice. <laughs> awesome. And, but she, she's also like, hey, uh, that's his responsibility too. <laughs> you shouldn't be, the onus on protection is not on you. It's on everyone. Oh my god. So. <laughs> and then she like unrolls like one of those, the um, the board. She's like, here, let me show you some stuff. Okay. And she gives a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> okay. So um, none of that happens. Uh, the way this movie ends is after the Lee Noah fight about whether he hit L or not. Um, she's like, we have to tell him tonight. And then Noah's like. So we can go to prom. And then they kiss. And then Lee walks in and he's like, the fuck? And then we get like a sad montage because everyone yells at everyone. Noah takes off for like a week and almost doesn't graduate. At this point, I'm like, looking at my watch. <laughs> and so... <laughs> dramatic motorcycle riding. <laughs> oh my god. I didn't, so, even, I didn't even watch it, but I know there's dramatic motorcycle so what riding. Was the part? Where he came to her dad and was like, I want to apologize to you. And I was like, movie. <laughs> the patriarchal horseshit has, like, reached a critical mass. I didn't get to that part, so I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 
Um, this movie should be called a movie that we paid about as much attention as if it was like playing in an oil change waiting room. Um, so they go. That is such a bad description. <laughs> so, um, I now I will take over. I am the captain now because Frank didn't watch any of this end part. They go to the prom. This is buck wild. There is a kissing booth set up at the prom in the yearbook room. So all of that yelling yearbook and taking pictures led to like these big blown up black and white portraits. And then the kissing booth is there. And I'm not even joking. Hand to God, this happens. The girl that Lee kissed and Lee go into the kissing booth and they're kissing. And Elle says, in this moment, I felt happy. (laughs) I wasn't thinking about Noah. I wasn't thinking about Lee. I was thinking that we made a difference. (laughs) Just let, just sit with that. (laughs) The kissing booth, the horrible misogynistic kissing booth really made a difference. So I'll give you one guess, just one guess. Who do you think steps out of the kissing booth and says, it's your turn now? Lee? No, not fucking Lee. Lee's already making out with someone. God damn it, Frank. <laughs> Noah. <laughs> Couldn't have self-folded to you <laughs> anymore. <laughs> yes, it's Noah. And Elle says, I can't. And turns to run. And Noah's like, hey. Whoops. Hit the microphone with my Red Bull. <laughs> my very big Red Bull. <laughs> Noah's like. that's the first time that's happened. <laughs> Noah's like, Elle, we should be together because I love you. I know. And she's like, we can't be together. I'm also still leaving. <laughs> yes. In like three months. Not even this. Oh my God, I get so much stupider. So she's <laughs> like, we can't be together. No one wants us to be together. And he's like, I must leave. So then her and Lee have an argument. Oh, he's like, I've decided to go to Harvard early. This dummy that is in danger of not graduating got into Harvard. Who did he have to dick down for that to happen? Because there is no fucking way. Like, how do you go to Harvard early? Hey, I'm here for classes. Uh, we're in finals right now? He said he was leaving the day after the prom. It's crazy. So then... Yeah, that's definitely, like, summer break. So I'm, he I'm wanted just... to get settled in. How long does it take to get settled into a dorm room? I bought a shower caddy and a pillow. <laughs> I'm settled in. I already joined Skull and Bone. Oh my god. So then... Skull and Cap? Skull and Cap. So then they have a party where... So many parties in this movie. It's like the family is there, but also the whole high school's there. Everyone's dressed in black. Lee breaks... Not Lee. Elle breaks down in tears, gets in a fight with Lee, and is like, you can't tell me who to love. We made these rules when we were six. Also, what kind of six-year-olds were they? They were like... Rule number one. <laughs> um, so then he's like, you're right. Get You can drive the Mustang. Let's go. I don't have a license. Guess who was in the back of the Mustang and heard everything she said? Noah. Good job. This time you got it. Um, There's like three characters in this movie that matter. <laughs> so then Noah leaves for Harvard a couple months later or whatever. And then she... R- Rides away on the motorcycle. What if she was just like, so my dumb plan to fool these boys and to give me their motorcycle worked completely. <laughs> so she's like... We're all perfect for that. Oh my god. The monologue at the end is even worse though. She's like, they say sometimes you fall in love and that's your person forever. I don't know if that's 
what's happening here? Or something like that. It's so clumsy. And then she's like, but Noah will forever have a part of me. And I was like, yeah, V-Car, then he took by the dirty sign. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, okay, so fuck this movie. Don't watch it. If you want to watch a better version of this movie, it's called The Edge of Seventeen. Yeah. Haley Steinfeld just killing it, like, the... Sending nasty messages to boys. Well, like, but also the older brother and, like, her friend sit down and talk to her like she's an adult. And, like, it's a good movie. Oh my god, the goth girlfriend. The best. I wanted to see... Oh my god. Wait, what? The... I wanted to pull up the... (laughs) Oh, I was gonna read it, but I can't read this in front of you because I I will literally die of embarrassment. (laughs) Uh, What are you talking about? The text message she sends the boy... Nick, I'm just going to say it. I like you. I've liked you for months. I think about you every second. I don't know. Maybe I even love you. You're complicated and simple. And I feel like I already know you. I just want to be with you. And then a bunch of stuff I'm not going to say in front of my brother. So um, our next movie in this shit fest that we went through this past (laughs) week was Beautiful Creatures. A movie that I had to sit down literally four different times to finish. (laughs) It is two hours of gobbledygook. Like goth. Civil War fetishization supernatural sci-fi. If none of those words make any sense together, you're correct. (laughs) And there are a million big celebrities in this movie. I'm like, it's super like pantomiming. Like I can't stop moving my limbs because this movie was trash. (laughs) Jeremy Irons is in this film. Emma Thompson is in this film. Viola Davis. What? How could you do this to her? (laughs) Like I know everyone's got to eat, but like... So disrespectful. Oh my god. Rachel it's Viola, too. Rachel Brushannon. Wait, the main girl, right? Uh, no, that's Al- That's Alice a- a- Englert. Oh, also the... Emmy Rosam. The dude who plays the love interest is the dude that, like, r- ruins Star Wars, basically. According to... I have it on... Uh, word from some nerds that... <laughs> That I thought the Han Solo movie was boring. Apparently that's been kind of like what people have thought. But it's him doing the most whack-ass, horrible southern accent ever. Also, the dude from Me, Earl, the Dying Girl, and Fun Size is in this. He plays the best friend. Sorry, I'm just going to throw this out there real quick. Um, He did not ruin Star Wars. Star Wars fans ruined Star Wars. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, Fight me. (laughs) <laughs> if you would like to yell at Frank through email, uh, gmail.com. We've not been getting, like, Tommy's making all kinds of noise. Not been getting uh, emails lately, just been getting Podbean emails. So thank you for subscribing. Podbean lets me know literally every time someone subscribes. They're like, a person subscribed. Sign in. And I'm like, I don't have to sign in. Rude. Stop telling me. <laughs> um, it took two people to write this book. Beautiful Creatures? Yes. So, uh, I am going to compare it to Twilight. Because that's what it was trying to be. It's like Twilight and... What's another movie where a lady is cursed? Sleeping Beauty. It felt entirely like the curse of Sleeping Beauty. Do you know what I would rather watch? (laughs) Isn't that crazy? Did you ever imagine saying, I would prefer to watch the curse of Sleeping Beauty? Thank you. 
I mean, like the one the one problem for me, like this is the movie I said like had a caramel center in it, and that caramel center is Emmy Rosen's character. She's super evil. She's basically like Fern in Jawbreaker. They look similar. She pulls up in like a hot car and like, hey boys. Yeah, like she's a um, she's basically a succubus. Yeah, but they kind of defang her at the end, which is like sort of lame. Yeah, I mean, like I feel like we could just call this this call this episode the misogyny hour because there is some bullshit in this movie. Okay, so Han keeps having dreams, very much like Curse of Sleeping Beauty, of a woman <laughs> he has never met, and it, can't see her face. Who? What is her name in the movie? L. Uh, some some nonsense. Uh, keep going. Seraphine. Lena Duchanis. Oh, Duquesne. 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 Okay, so... Then he... Him and his, like, honky friend uh, from Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl. What's his name? Uh, Link. Link. What? <sighs> Movie? <laughs> Do better. So Han and Link... Like, go to school. This town is vaguely religious, like, Christian religious, but, like, never really sort of, like, settles on anything. Whoever wrote this book hates the South. (laughs) Oh, for real. They think that the South is a bunch of, like, dummies. So... Because, like, like, Ethan's whole thing is, like, I'm so put upon in this town that nobody ever leaves. He's like, but I read Bukowski. No, he doesn't read Bukowski. Lena Duquesne. Oh, he reads, reads Kerouac, right? Bukowski sucks. He reads um, banned books, oh. and everybody's just like, like the devil's in those books. I'm like, really? Who plays the popular girl? She's another Zoe Dutch. Right. Oh, tiny from uh, Before I Fall. Yeah. What else was she in? I feel like we've seen her in something else. Uh, Vampire Academy. Oh I, my god, we've watched so much trash. Well, we never did Vampire Academy for the podcast. Wait, was Zoe Dutch in uh, Truth or Dare? No, that was... What's Lucy her name? Hale. Yeah. I know she's been in at least one other movie we've watched. Okay. I'm, I'm not gonna bother finding out. Was she... No, she wasn't in Dude. Okay, well, okay, now I'm gonna have to look it up. Um, so but, excited about Aquafina and Crazy Rich Asians. BTW. Yeah. Love her. Okay, so this movie is garbage. Everything (laughs) is filmed with a blue gel over it. And she was in the disaster artist. I think she might have been in the beginning. I don't Yeah. She's somewhere in the disaster artist. Okay, so back to beautiful creatures. So the mythology is that there is a family of witches. Jeremy Irons is, like, one of the patriarchs of this family. Um, Emma Thompson is a lady in town, but... Oh, she was in Everybody Wants Them. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Lena Duquesne's mom doesn't have a corporal form, so she inhabits other people. And the woman she most often inhabits is Emma Thompson. Yeah. character. Just, like, a hard, like... Hardcore Bible thumper. Yeah. Um, which is, I like, I totally understand why Emma Thompson took this role because Emma Thompson is like a badass. Like, she, if she hears that a studio asked an actress to lose weight or like there's a misogynistic role, she will call up and yell at them. <laughs> like, she has a reputation in Hollywood for being like, you're fucking up, <laughs> which I love. Cause like, this movie does have misogynistic bullshit in it, not as bad as The Kissing Booth. 
I would say as bad. What's weird is everyone's white in this movie except for Viola Davis, and they still managed a white saviors thing. <laughs> so, also, Viola Davis's role in this seems to really change in the second half of the film. Yeah, like, I thought she just lived in the library, but then all of a sudden it also seems like she lives in Han's house. Well, she's, um, she's... Okay. Um, um, Ethan's... Han, Ethan, Han... His mother is dead. His father just kind of gave up. Also never mentioned. Never, like, no scenes of, like, his him taking care of his dad or showing any kind of care towards his dad. Instead, like, Viola Davis's character helps take care of his dad. Was his mom a witch? I think she was just friends with the... Duquesnes? Yeah. Okay. What is that stupid necklace they keep carrying around? <sighs> There's a point where... So, Han is real dumb... And is, like, consistently being blacked out by the witches. And he just wakes up places and he's like, kind of weird, I woke up here. He's, like, he's end like, of inquiry. He's like Dante from the Inferno. Yeah. So Dante's like, I don't know how to write this part. Oh, he blacked out, what do you know? <laughs> so, Lena Duquesne comes to town. Zoe Dutch is mean to her in class. Lena Duquesne implodes the window so everyone gets hit with glass and maybe frogs. Again, I started watching this last week. It took me an entire, I think more than a week to watch it. Because I called Frank last Wednesday and was like, I'm on my way over to record. And he's like, we're, I'm at our parents. And I was like, well, I fucked this up. I thought we were recording. I still haven't finished this film. And then I finished it this morning. Exactly a calendar week later. So that happens and everyone's like, she's a witch. She's a witch. And... We get some backstory about how apparently this has happened at other schools. And her and Ethan meet on the road. She drives a VW Bug and it's broken down. And Ethan's like, why'd you come to Bon Tomps? Gatlin. <laughs> what else is that used in? It sounds so familiar. It was Gatlin Bug in mid-July. Underneath that blue Kentucky sky. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you're referring to. It's a song about Loretta Lynn. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just going to pretend it's Bon Tom's Louisiana from True Blood because it has a lot of that too to it. I'm also... Only everyone's not crazy hot in this movie. Like, I feel like everyone in True Blood is like, take my shirt off? Oh, yeah, of course. Cover myself in baby oil? You got it. <laughs> Be like, sex weird? I'm on it. Okay, so I just need to tell you. There's, me. like, not enough weird sex in this movie to make it interesting. I don't think there's any sex in this movie. Oh, that, not to circle back to Kissing Booth, but, like, actually, fuck Kissing Booth. I don't want to talk about that. When the succubus is, like, trying to seduce Link, they are rolling around fully clothed on a blanket in a field. And I was like, Link, the bar is so low for you to shoot your friend. She could easily have sex with you to get you to do stuff. And she's not even bothering. You're not even getting to second base. Just, but what were you going to say? Sorry. So, so speaking of baby oil, um, Susie and I went to Gen Con this last weekend. 
and there was... I have no idea where the story's going. <laughs> well, we, we played this, um, rest, oh. <laughs> we played this wrestling RPG where each of us got to come up with a different character, and I was, um, this character named The Thunder. Yeah. Just, like, just very tall, like, Amazonian woman. And Susie played this guy named, was it Swamp Maniac? Yeah. And she was covered in baby oil the whole time. Finn Balor, I'm looking at you. Inspiring. It was a combination of Finn Balor and uh, Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal is, like, literally a giant. He's, like, a monster of a man. And guess uh, former uh, host of the show, friend of the show, Aaron, like, was this guy named Vampire Man. And, like, they had beef because, like... (laughs) Swamp Maniac put on Vampire Man's cape and, like, got it all oily and whatnot. <laughs> I was like, ooh, Vampire Man. <laughs> the game's called World uh, Worldwide Wrestling. Like, it's like, the book is 20 bucks. Pick it up. It's so much fun. I have to contact them. They never sent me my PDF version. But, yeah, it was super fun. So, back to the <laughs> it's shitty It's more fun than this movie. Yeah. Um, so, then we find out Emmy Rosam shows up. Well, like... Uh, Lena's like, no, stay away from me, I'm trouble. And he's like, I don't care, I want a, I want trouble, or whatever, I'm a dumb idiot. <laughs> I said everyone ever in this and movie. And, like, Zoe Dutch is like, I'm gonna date you again. I don't want to date you, because of the devil. <laughs> like, we are not given more backstory than this. This is just kind of how it I goes. I don't want to read To Kill a Mockingbird because of the devil. Yeah. <laughs> Don't look for more. It's not there. Like, I've been down south. I've met some very nice people. Like, this is a hateful book. Yeah, so then, um... But, like, and then there's this whole... Jeremy Iron shows up. Just And he's Lena's uncle? Uncle, yes. And, like, he comes in muttering to himself, just here for the paycheck. (laughs) Like... For real, though, I have so much respect for him that he really, like, he leaned into it. Like, his, so he dies, um, but his death scene, I teared up a little. And I was like, movie, this is fucking unearned, and it is only because it is Jeremy Irons. How dare you? I do have to say Jeremy Irons is a problematic fave. Why would he do? Because he said, like, if we legalize gay marriage, brothers and sisters will get married to each other for the, like, insurance. Oh my god. Jeremy Irons, fuck off. I don't know if he's hateful or just stupid. Could be a little bit of both, Frank. Could be a, like, a little menage. Like, I feel like it's, I felt like it was important for me to call him out on that. Yes! I didn't know that. I, my Jeremy Irons Weekly hasn't been showing up, so <laughs> but like, where's my Jeremy Irons newsletter? He, he is there. Like the two casters, as they're called, are light and dark. You know, can't get any more, can't get any more basic than that. <laughs> and he's um, a light with your fake magic. He's a dark caster living as a light caster, but like he's chose to be a dark caster, so he's his powers are being drained. Oh, and here's the fun thing about casters. You gain your powers at 16. Guys get to choose whether they're the light or the dark. Women don't. They just go dark. Yeah. So Emmy Rosen shows up. a lot of fun. Yeah. But, like, he's, like... And just keeps calling uh, Lena cuz. She's like, what's up, cuz? It reminded me so much of Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet. It also reminded me, um... Do you know what I would love to do? I know we're we're doing a Harry Potter month next month, but um, I was listening to an interview um, on the podcast, Let's Talk About Me, which is uh, 
uh, Utrecht and Bukar, he he was involved in Hamilton. And then he, with David uh, Diggs, who's also in Hamilton, but also in the Get Down. And he was talking about Baz Luhrmann calling him and being, David was, and saying like, hey, so I've been showing people rough cuts of the show where you basically just lip sync to Nas. So... <laughs> I wanted to ask you, hip-hop-wise, would that be okay? David was like, uh, not really. There's, like, a lot of stuff about authenticity, but if it's reading well, and Fosslerman's like, I just want to kind of, like, default to you. And I was like, that is so cool that this, like, super successful director is like, I'm worried about authenticity. (laughs) Well, it it reminds me of, in Deadpool 2, Ryan Reynolds called up Brianna Hildebrand and was just like, Hey, we had this idea for Negasonic Teenage Warhead, like to have a girlfriend. Yeah. How do you want this to go down? Yeah. Oh, and her girlfriend's so cute. Yeah, but <laughs> Yuki, right? Yeah. And she's like obsessed with Devil. <laughs> She'd be like, bye. And Devil's like, bye. <laughs> like, um, I just, but I just love that because, um, when she calls Deadpool, like, what was it, like, a hateful fucker or something? <laughs> well, and he's like, hey, hey, slow the hate train down. No, he uh, goes, hey, pump the brakes, Fox and Friends. <laughs> I'm just surprised anyone would date you. <laughs> but, like, I saw that movie too many times in theaters. I mean, Cable, come on. We don't need to talk about Daddy Cable again. Maybe we should. I'm going to post a picture on the Facebook. Keep going. No, Susie, I'll do it later. I don't, I'm just worried about the thing. It'll be fine. Anyway, All we've been doing is spewing hate about this dumb movie. But no, like, I mean, you know that, um, Brianna Hildebrand's a lesbian, right? Uh, I didn't, but cool. So that's why, like, he wanted to, like, talk to her about this. So they could do it, like, the right way. Yeah, and I think, so I, since listening to multiple episodes of Let's Talk About Me, I've been hearing so much about, like, notes on characters and how important it is for a director to be open to people coming in and saying like hey so i know you don't have a lot of experience like life experience for a character like this but i would really like to contribute something to the writing and the portrayal of this character and especially around characters from like other cultures i'm like yeah that seems important yeah and also they've been, uh, he's been talking to actors about, like, racist-ass auditions, and my god, anyone who makes it has earned it. Audition, if you're not a white man and you made it, th- amazing, amazing, because auditions sound horrible. So, there's a scene, um... Wait. Oh, I also meant to apologize, uh, I guess at this point it'll be... No, it will be last week that my earrings were making a ton of noise. Yeah, I was. I forgot to remind you, like, don't wear those earrings again. Well, yeah, I just didn't think of it at the time because I had been listening to them all day. So Jeremy Irons casts a spell on Ethan where Ethan basically says what he, I guess what he thinks his destiny is or what his destiny is. And he's just like, I'm, I want to go away from school, but I'll probably stay close so I can take care of my dad. I'll probably marry, like, Zoe Dutch's character. And just... Spin- and then I'll drink myself to fucking death? Yeah, well, he's like, I'll start, get, like, three DUIs, and I'll lose my license, and I'll probably have an affair with this one girl, and then... Or this this woman. And then I'll probably hang myself. And it's just like, movie, what the fuck? Okay, winky face. And- <laughs> And then, um, you click back to the thing, I just want to make sure it's, um, 
but then like the Lena and Ethan are like, we're gonna stay together and talk about Bukowski and just you know what a garbage person we are for liking Bukowski. <laughs> like honestly, the two leads published by Franklin Coda. <laughs> <laughs> okay, please go back to the thing. I want to make sure it's still running. Oh my god, so so many worries. Um. <sighs> I don't want to talk about this movie anymore. <laughs> okay, well, let's just get to Emmy Rosen's character. Yeah. Emmy Rosen's character shows up in a bright red convertible. Like, pulls onto the soccer field. Yeah. And just, like, puts Ethan under her spell. But like, oh, we're going to, like, for the Harvest Festival. We're going to the house. Then there's this whole thing where, like, they make the table spin, and... Which was, like, I guess kind of a cool practical effect, but also something I didn't care about. Yeah, where they're like, she's gonna go evil! She's gonna go evil! Ha <laughs> And, like, Jimmy Eyes like, she will not! <laughs> He's like, she better not have health insurance. Oh, and, um, also, there's a church meeting to decide to throw Lena out, and then, but, like... Yeah, and so- then there's, like, a weird reality break where Emma Thompson is inhabited by Lena's mom, and her and Jeremy Irons are arguing, and then it breaks back into the, like, meeting that we were initially in. But, like, I, I know it's dumb, but I did enjoy just watching these two, like, actual actors Yeah, like, like those were the down. only times I was engaged. Like, the two main characters, Lena and Han, like snooze fest like he's like here's a boring necklace here's a bunch of us sitting in the library here's a bunch of us bugging viola davis literally the like the the second act is them just doing research and at one point she finds something telepathically locks the door and it's like i need you to go and the thing she finds is that the spell can't be undone Here's where the movie gets exhaustively stupid. <laughs> um, <laughs> apparently, he, Han had previously said the South loves Civil War reenactment as if the outcome is going to change. And so everybody in the town has to be part of the Civil War reenactment. Link is on the side of the Union. He has been given a bullet by Emmy Rosen for some dry humping. She's like, okay, we can dry hump some more. Take this bullet. And he, I think we're supposed to believe he's under her spell when he asks Han, do you want to just shoot each other and get out of this and go watch movies? And Han's like, sure. He actually shoots Han. Nobody cares. Um, And (laughs) Lena shows up. And then Emmy Rosen shows up. And then Emma Thompson shows up. And it turns out that it wasn't Han. It was Jeremy Irons. They've been tricked. And now someone that Lena loves has died. So the spell is broken. She, like steals the moon out of the sky or something, and then the movie ends. Ethan is given amnesia also to Oh, right. Her. Doesn't remember Lena at all. And, like, Ellen Grossman gets to live. I was happy about that. I don't didn't see why Ethan had to live and Jeremy Irons had to die. That was some bullshit. Yeah. But, like... No one cares about Ethan. And then, like, Ethan and Link are heading off to go look at colleges, and then he remembers suddenly, like... Lena! And goes running back and, like, she's gonna go all evil, but then she decides only to go half evil and half good. This movie's fucking dumb. I give both of these movies a zero. Yeah. Um... Like, if you can fu- if you can go on YouTube and if you can find Emmy Rosen parts from Beautiful Creatures, just watch those. Don't watch any parts of the kissing booth. I'll let it just go on <laughs> I, I would definitely and completely agree. Um... Uh, you know what? I'm gonna save you all some trouble. 
the day this goes up, I'm going to see if I can just post the Emmy Rosen pictures. <laughs> or post the Emmy Rosen parts and the, like, Jamie Irons having a conversation with Emma Thompson. We watched two hours, of, like, we watched four hours of media for this. Only, like, 20 minutes of what was good. Yeah. It, it's all so bad. And you're going to see our mini episode about 8th grade pop up. I'm just going to reiterate, go see 8th grade. That movie's awesome as hell. Yeah. So, next week we're going to be doing um, the possibilities of, but- of fireflies, or butterflies? Fireflies. Fireflies. Um, though if that movie proves to be problematic, we'll switch to something else. I will give you a heads up. <laughs> We've been doing that lately. Also, uh, like and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, we got some more five-star ratings. Thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, if you want to write a review, we'd love that. We'll read it on the show. Um, you can write us at realteengirltalk at gmail.com. Uh, we have both a Facebook group and page. I consistently confuse the two, but Frank is good at using them. Um, I also have another podcast I've been doing called I Hope I Can Make It Through with my friend Donnie about the show Degrassi. Uh, we're entering into season two. So if you like that show, uh, we're going to be getting to some good stuff. Though, I think now, when this airs... I have no other podcast, because I'm not a traitor. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> It's fine. There was actually some real anxiety when I was like, I'm doing another podcast. I was worried about the <laughs> I don't care. Um, <laughs> listen to Frank's other podcast. So, uh, until next week, I'm Susie Coda. I'm Frank and Coda. Pregnant pause. <laughs> Team Coda. <laughs> What's better than free money? How you choose to spend it, of course. Right now, open a new CQ checking account and we'll give you $250 to spend however you like. Upgrade those headphones, splurge on concert tickets, or maybe upgrade to ad-free streaming. The choice is yours. And extra cash isn't all this credit union offers. Do your banking, build credit, and invest in your future. All with CQ. Visit CQMD.org today. That's S-E-C-U-M-D.org today.